A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Are you Natch Butin? Whoa! Hello and welcome to Natch Butte. Welcome to Natch Butte, the beauty comedy podcast where we laugh, we cry, and we cream. I'm your host and your guy, Jackie J, aka the Beauty Talk Shock Shock, your queen of creams, the host with the most serums, the freshest friends on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky southern aunt. I'm creaming while the baby is screaming. Welcome to Natch Butte. Oh, my guest today. Now, listen, I swear. I said to y'all, I'm not going to make this a baby podcast after I have a kid. I'm not. I'm not going to make it a, a mommy show. I'm not going to make it a baby show. I'm not. But I can't help it. I got babies on the brains. I got birth on the brains. And y'all, the response to my birth content was so vast that I said, I'm going to just keep giving it to y'all because we're all out there trying to figure this thing out. And my guest today has delivered over a thousand babies. Can you even imagine? I had one baby and I'm like, how the heck did I get through that? She's delivered over a thousand board certified practicing OBGYN and mother of two. So she's also had two come out of her body. Her passion in life is to empower moms to feel supported and prepared for their pregnancy and their birth. Her life's work is devoted to this, demystifying childbirth by sharing knowledge and mindsets. Honey, she, like I said, practicing OB, but also hosts an amazing podcast called the All About Pregnancy and Birth Podcast. So, honey, it's in the title. Everything you could ever need to know. She covers it all. Birth stories, birth education. She's coming up with 200 episodes like me. She's been doing this a long time. She's got a lot to say. And I am going to take this hour and be a little selfish, greedy piggy and just ask her everything I want to know about my own birth and other things I want to discuss. So please welcome to Natribute, Dr. Nicole Rankins. Hello, Dr. Rankins. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I am so thrilled to have you here. I listened to your birth story and at oh. times, yeah, girl, yeah, I listened. I listened. Honey, I did my she homework. did the research and she, like I said, <laughs> she could be delivering a child right now, but instead she's wasting her time with me and I'm honored. I am not wasting. It's good time. It's good time. And I have to tell you, at various times I was laughing. I was oh. like, oh, I, I mean, I was, I was, it was, it was lovely. Thank you for sharing it. Oh. And I'm, of course I'm going to have you on my podcast. Yes. To share it. I'm going to retell it on your show. And now that I've told it a few times, I've gotten really good at it. So don't worry. <laughs> you're going to get the A material. You're going to okay. get a better, even better than how I did. Dr. Reagan. Yeah. It's going to be like a fresh take. So everybody <laughs> check that out. <laughs> I have to ask you the mm-hmm. opening questions everybody sure. gets on Ashby, Dr. Mm-hmm. Rankins, and mm-hmm. we, we're going to discuss your self-care, but we're also going to discuss your expertise. But first, mm-hmm. I must know, what type of skin do you have? Oh, I don't... Mm. That's a good question. Beautiful? Is that an answer? Uh, it sure is. And I can agree. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> Thank you. Looking Thank you. fresh. I must say I've been blessed with great skin. I think it's great genes. I think. I mean, I just turned 48 and I feel like I'm I'm looking pretty good. Did you see how you did that? You see that? Yeah. I gasped audibly off my... <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm trying to not be so like, this woman looks great for her age, quote unquote, things like that. But 
I do. I, I would have yeah. thought you were 30 and I'm not yeah. even blowing smoke. Yeah. Yeah. So the or, skin or is yeah. good and you're Thank you're you. saying it's the DNA. I'm like low key. Like I'm not into yes. really dramatic routine. Yes. I have a simple like wash. If I'm not out and about, I typically am not wearing makeup. So I don't wear yep. a lot of makeup. I have like yep. a five second makeup routine when I do wear makeup. So I don't know if that answers your she's question. She's natch and she's fresh. And what she's using, you can't get in a jar is basically what you're saying. I mean, kind of. And yeah. that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. We'll just aspire to be you and do everything we can. Okay, <laughs> next question. And this yes. is exciting. This is a get to know you question. Uh-huh. Dr. Rankins, take me back. The first uh-huh. beauty product that you ever bought or used, uh-huh. do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was. Noxzema. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a very like, common answer on this show. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was Noxzema. And that stuff burned no, up my whole no. face. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm really troubled by how, what's in it. It's like a I, menthol. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. And I, I, I think yeah. they still sell it. Really? I don't know. I can't, don't quote me. But yeah, it was Noxzema. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Now I use Olay products, which is mm-hmm. pretty low key. I mean, it seems yeah. to work for me. I found something that works. I use the old lady versions, the red jar stuff. And yep. so that seems to work for me. But yeah, that was the first Noxzema. Okay, excellent. This question, everyone gets a random bonus question. And okay, yours is, what are some of the most common baby names that you're seeing right now in your work? Because uh, is there a name that seems to be coming up more regularly for you? Not really, honestly. Yeah. I don't. I think people are going for more traditional names. Mm-hmm. It seems like like the yes. most recent baby was Charlotte. Okay. Yep. So, very mm-hmm. popular. Yep. I had a margaret not okay. that long ago that's so it cute seems like more traditional kind of names when yeah. was the last time you delivered a baby day before yesterday oh I my gosh like i did a couple like within 15 minutes of each oh other like goodness. it was like hey texas went run to the other yeah, room yeah yeah did the other one yeah wow i'm telling you y'all are so chill about it i remember i would meet with my ob in the morning mm-hmm. and i'd be like how many babies have you delivered today and she'd be like three just like scanning me and i'm like there's like a a barista making coffee it's just this what you do it is what i do but it never gets old like the excitement in the room never gets old the day it gets old i need to stop but yeah it's it never gets old wow so powerful okay the last warm-up question i have for Uh you this is natch butte we celebrate our natural beauty here yep what is the most beautiful thing about you oh that's a good question i think think that because I'm very comfortable like being myself like what you see is what you get I'm my authentic self I show up as who I am wherever I am I've gotten to the point where I'm super comfortable with that so that that feels really good to me fabulous answer she's self-assured honey and she knows it absolutely powerful okay yep yep yep. I have to start just with the basic question of when you chose to go into this profession what made you do that? Because, uh, honey, the schedule is unpredictable and brutal. <laughs> and it's such deeply important, intimate, emotional work. Out of, I, I don't know. I know a lot. all medical professions are to an right. extent. But, but oh, right. my goodness. What right. made you, when yeah. you were deciding, I want to be a doctor, and then right. specifically... I want to be an OB. Is mm-hmm. it, by the way, is it OB gyne or OBGYN? Because my doctor said, my doctor said OB gyne the other day. Yeah. And I was like, oops. Yeah, no, either one is totally okay. fine. Yeah, either Thank one you. is fine. So yeah, I went to medical school. So let me back up a little Please. bit and say, like, I actually majored in mathematics and mechanical engineering in college. And then 
the reason I went to medical school is, and I know it sounds crazy, but I looked in a mirror one day and I saw myself wearing a white coat. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like the seed got planted, like I want to be a doctor. She had a vision. I had a vision. So <laughs> always kind of like follow the things and try to be in tune with, you know, yes. follow the leads of the crumbs that are dropped in front of you for your, your life and advice and things like that. So went to medical school and then I knew I wanted to do something with my hands because I like procedure stuff. And I knew that I wanted to take care of women. Like I knew I wanted to do those two things. So I thought initially maybe about general surgery, like surgery with a concentration in breast surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, But to do general surgery, I would have had to take care of men and I hate men patients. <laughs> Girl, they were because oh they're because they're weak because it, they're they were, I, I kept getting like hit on and stuff oh, like yeah. that and i was like i don't have time for that am i allowed to say what my children say adult language on mm-hmm. your okay mm-hmm. i'm like i don't have time for this shit like yes. th- like i can't i can't do this so i don't have time for men like i'm don't get me wrong like i'm happily married to a man and all of that good great stuff but just wasn't right for me so initially so i was like OBGYN, yes and actually initially i thought i was going to be a, a GYN cancer specialist, actually, mm-hmm. because they do the most surgery and operating. But I did like a 180 flip. I'm on the other spectrum. And now I help bring life into the world. And I love it. Oh, gosh, that is so beautiful. <laughs> I was amazed when I started doing all my prep for my birth, mm-hmm. all of the amazing things that our bodies, women's bodies do to prepare for a birth. Yep. It is wild, all the things. Number one, we create an organ out of scratch. Yes. Grow a human. Yes. Could you maybe give us a couple of those amazing things that our body does? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the placenta is one of the most amazing organs that exist. (laughs) Like we create this whole organ and it nourishes a baby. It takes all of the waste away, does all of the oxygen, it filters things, and it keeps you from attacking your baby as something foreign. Like that's why you can do something like if you have a pregnancy that's with a donor egg or donor sperm, you can have something growing inside of you that is completely not genetically related to you because of the placenta. It's the only time you can have something in you. Like if you got a kidney transplant, it has to be similar, that kind of thing. But with a whole with a human, it can be whatever genetic material because of the placenta and how it protects you. I think that's so cool and, and fascinating. Should I have eaten my placenta? You know, I go back and forth on <laughs> I this. I didn't so. eat it. I didn't eat it. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, some people encapsulate it, like turn it into pills, ground it up. There's like anecdotal evidence that it helps with depression and helps you feel better. There are not a lot of good studies, but that's because it's just something it just hasn't been studied. So right. it, we just don't have a lot of data one way or the other. So I, I tell people if it's something you want to do, just make sure you have somebody who knows what they're doing when they process it, like do it in a clean way. They're not like mixing your placenta with three other things and stuff like that. So if that's something you want to do, just make sure you do it safely. But, right. you know, to each person, um, their yeah. own, I support people in making decisions that work for them as long as they have the right evidence to do so. Yes. So yes, yeah, so the placenta is like a- amazing to me in pregnancy. And then I just think the amount of the other thing that's always fascinated me, or it's like amazing. <laughs> people don't understand the amount of increased blood flow 
that goes to the uterus. Okay. Like yes. a ha- like a soda bottle, a half a liter of blood is going through your uterus every minute. And roughly. your body makes new blood, right? Makes new yes, yes, makes new blood to help support this human being. It's like all of the physiology changes, your hips open a little bit, your joints relax a little bit, all of these things. And then the third thing I'll say is the you are can't like right after the baby is born, the uterus literally shrinks down to like shoot, mm-hmm. like automatically just like in order to keep you from bleeding. Like it cuts off the blood supply by shrink the 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 way that it shrinks almost immediately is just like fascinating to me. So those are my nerdy things that I'm always like Ooh. it's incredible. And these are things that you don't really think about, but they're mm-hmm. happening inside yep. of you as yep. your little factory here. Yep. Yep. It's really wild. So yep. many things. And man, that placenta. Women are powerful. People a- with uteruses are powerful. Absolutely. We created absolutely. an organ. Created a whole organ. Who can yes. say they did yes. that? Okay. Yes. 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 And pregnancy just changes. I don't know. Like some people, like for me personally, I'm always cold. Like I usually have a sweater on that. For some reason, when I was pregnant, I was hot as hell. Like I was walking around in like t-shirts all the time. The like, oven temperature, was cooking. <laughs> things change. So yeah. it's just all of the things that happen. Yes, we, yes, we are powerful. It's amazing to grow a whole entire human being inside of your body. It is wild. I will yes. never get over it, especially now looking at my child who's four and a half months old. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, I made that, mm-hmm. That yep. little face, that little nose, that little yep. body. Like, I yep. made that. Yep. Yep. No one yep. can yep. ever say I'm lazy again. No, absolutely not. No. No, no. no. That's a lie. Okay, Dr. Rankins, I want uh-huh. to talk to you about age and how age affects pregnancy. Yes. Because I feel, and I hear this from so many people all the time, I'm 30. Oh, I'm right. old now. Right. I can't have right. a kid. Right. And that is something right. that for some reason... Us millennials were all mm-hmm. told and all yeah. really hammered in. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. 30 damn seven and I just had a kid. And right. Uh, right. as right. far as I can tell, my fertility was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the truth. Yes. So fertility, uh, women, we are born with all of the eggs that we are going to have when Isn't we are that born. wild. We're, yeah, I know that is crazy. It looks so like milli- we made the eggs too. Mm-hmm. Mommies mm-hmm. make the eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like millions of them in there. And yes, as you get older, as we get older, the eggs get older. So the quality of the eggs decreases. So yes, after 35, it can be harder to get pregnant. After 40, it's definitely harder to get pregnant. However, once you get pregnant, most likely things are going to be fine. Like there's a slightly increased risk of things happening, but even into the forties, women have healthy, uncomplicated pregnancies, or even if they have minor complications, most often things are going to turn out well. So know that yes, it may be more challenging to get pregnant. That is true. There is an expiration date, so to speak. But once you get pregnant, most likely you will be healthy and have an uncomplicated pregnancy or minimal complications that can be managed effectively. And when you say harder to get pregnant, it can Mm -hmm. be extremely easy to get pregnant when you're a teenager, right? Like just, Mm -hmm. so it can still work well into your thirties. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So I usually say over 35, if it takes you more than six months to get pregnant, then you should go see somebody and say, Hey, let's just make sure everything is okay. Yeah. Um, so over six months, but there are plenty of people who pop up 
surprise pregnancy. I mean, my, my own mother, <laughs> she had me when she was 36 and then a surprise pregnancy right after that. My sister was born when she was 37. Okay. So, you know, it I'm happens. glad you brought this up because I've been told by many person that once the factory is hot, it's hot and to be <laughs> extra careful. Listen, if the only way to not get pregnant is to not have a uterus or stop having sex because yeah. it's possible. I, I had a I had a teacher once and I remember this story. She was like in her 40s, like my high school calculus teacher. And her doctors thought she had like a tumor growing and that tumor was a baby. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like she got, I have an aunt who randomly got pregnant in her 40s. So yes, it can happen. Yeah. All right. That's a good reminder for me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to go back on hormonal birth control. Yeah. It's, but I it's, don't want a damn baby either. Well, girl, you better do something. Cause... <laughs> yeah, I, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. There uh, you go. Okay. I would love to just ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Is all birth traumatic? Ooh. I mean... The reason um, I'm asking is because... Yeah. Four and a half months out, I'm just now starting to really process the trauma of my birth. Uh, mm-hmm. If you listen to my birth story, you know mm-hmm. my baby was OP, my mm-hmm. baby was sunny side up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why didn't my baby turn around? Why didn't they try to turn him around? Did they know? Why didn't they know? Right. I feel, and many, many women say this, I was robbed of the experience that I wanted. That and and so many women have that for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Barely anyone I've talked to. Now you've delivered over a thousand babies, but mm-hmm. they say I wanted this, I wanted this, I didn't get this, this happened, and then you start to grieve it, and then you start to feel weird about it, and she just. And then I was talking to my physical therapist, and she just said, "Your body goes through trauma. It's trauma to your body." And I'm like, "Well, then that's trauma. Trauma is trauma." So, Doctor Rang, is it's all birth traumatic? Yeah, I mean, when you think about it it's a it's a big process a baby coming out of your body whether it's through your vagina or whether it's through a c-section both of those are very big deals and everybody experiences them in different ways so you know some people may interpret their experience as traumatic some people don't like for my first c-section i had two Mm c-sections the first one was without adequate anesthesia. So I felt Mm. it when they cut me open and was doing the surgery. That was, yeah, that was bad. So yeah, that was traumatic. And you're a doctor and you're like, excuse me, excuse me. I knew exactly what was going on. And I was like, I, but then I was like, am I crazy? Was I being dramatic? Did I imagine this until I had this? That's what I'm talking about. See, you process it after the fact. Afterward. Yes, yes, yes. So I think that I don't know if there's a yes or no answer to that. What I can say birth is 100% is unpredictable. Yeah. You cannot predict. None of us can predict. If your doctor says, oh yeah, we'll just induce you and you'll have your baby by this. They don't know nothing. They don't know yeah. shit. Like nobody can. It's like, <laughs> it's un- the only person who knows and is in control is the baby. They don't tell us exactly what they're doing in there. <laughs> so you just, it is unpredictable. That is what birth is for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just starting to feel really bitter about it. I sent my doula a text the other day. Not not in any like blaming way, but I was like, mm-hmm. why didn't they try to turn him? Yeah, so sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. Not yeah. everybody feels comfortable trying to turn. Right, baby that's, that's what she said. Okay. She said mm-hmm. they didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do some you people, know how? Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. I will at least try. You have to, and 
honestly, you get in there, you have to get your hand around the head and literally like, uh, like, yeah, turn, yeah. like literally turn the baby around. So, and often actually most babies will turn on their own. Right in the course of labor. So not everybody feels comfortable. And again, most of them will turn and some people push out OP babies. Like it happens. Yeah. They come out that way. I pushed him out. My doula basically said to me, he, he wasn't going to turn. He would have turned if he was going Mm to. Yeah. And it's just the way it was. It's just the Mm -hmm. way it, it shaped up. Yeah. And we cannot predict that. Like nobody could have told you ahead of time and nobody could have tell you he's going to turn. He's not going to turn. We have to, in many ways with birth, we should plan, we should educate ourselves, but we also have to deal with, with what we're given. Yes. What we're given is what we're given sometimes. And the relinquish of the control is uh, the ultimate lesson, which will lend itself to parenthood for the rest of your life. 1000%. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, yeah. I'm curious, Dr. Rankins, if you know off the top of your head, the most common questions and concerns that pregnant patients ask you, what is it that you hear over and over and over again? 1000% is when am I going to have the baby? Like, yeah. When am I going to go into labor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, if I knew that, I would put a patent on that thing yes. and sell it because people would be paying all kinds of money. If I could tell you it's going to be on Tuesday right. at 10 o'clock. There's literally no far. rhyme or reason to any of the, t- the it, signs, quote it, unquote, it, anything. Yes. It, it's, the baby's going to come when the baby comes. And sometimes some babies don't want to come and we have to help them come. So yeah, that, that would be by far the most common question that in the end of pregnancy, yes. I would say in the beginning, I'm feeling this. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Is it, you know, my arms are up or down, like all kinds of things where people try to predict the gender. Now we have those early genetic tests that can tell people if they want to know early, but that would be over the course of my career. The most, the most common one. Right. But definitely like, when is the baby coming? When is, yeah. When is the baby going to be here? Cause due date is a lie. Yes. Like most babies are not born on there due date we should stop saying due date we should probably right. say like due week due month ish. even do, yeah right yeah. so yeah well i hope everybody takes that to heart because it's so difficult on my i remember on my due date mm-hmm. i was just like why is it yeah I, I, I always yes it's like i call it i'm ready to have my baby blues like I, yes. it is time for this child to be evicted from yes. my body, yes. it is time. Serve the papers, <laughs> pack the bags, yes. get yes. out. Get out, get out, which is a totally normal feeling. After a while, it's just like, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, the end is almost worse than the beginning because I was super sick, but the end, you're just so anxious and uncomfortable. But yep. now looking back, having a kid's a lot is really hard. So staying there as long as... <laughs> 
goodness. You let him, baby. Let that baby just cook and you sit back. You don't have to take care of a baby and you can I sleep know. and rest. So just but everybody. Oh, but Jackie, like it's so much that you don't know until you experience it, yes. right? Like you yes. just, even I'm an OB. My first daughter was a preemie. She was born eight weeks early. Oh, and yeah, she's so totally tiny. Fine. She was tiny. She weighed three pounds, seven ounces. Oh. Um, she had a rare intestinal malformation that happens in one in 10,000 pregnancies. So of course it happened to me wow. <laughs> where she, her intestines weren't connected. So she had surgery after she was born, all of oh. that. Anyway, I say all that to say, like the doctors would be like, Oh, you're a doctor. You know, you know what you're doing. I, was like, I don't know what the hell. I never had a baby before. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So you just don't know until you know. You also know, I want to say, you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, you you really do. You really do figure things out and you don't kill your child and you figure things out. And- I'm telling you. And that's again, because women are strong and mm-hmm. that's just what we do. We figure shit out. Yep. 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 You figure it out. So yeah. I have here a question for you that says anecdotally, yeah. is there uh-huh. anything we can really do to induce labor? But you're saying no. Well, okay. So I personally think, I think castor oil can work. Like mm-hmm. I've seen that work. It t- tastes disgusting. And, you just, and it gives you diarrhea, right? Yeah. Cause and it, we think that maybe because of the way that the diarrhea stimulates your intestines, your intestines are near your uterus and it gets things rolling. So Maybe castor oil could help. Sex may or may not help. It's not going to hurt. Yeah. Well, that's how my mucus plug came out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not castor oil, the other thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But then I had diarrhea as soon as I went into labor. My it was like Dumb and Dumber. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. You you said it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I mean, a little diarrhea never hurt anybody. but it's not no, it wasn't fun. fun. Yeah, it's but not fun. Is it true? Now, my sister is not a doctor. She says mm-hmm. that's your your body's way of getting everything out of the way so you don't shit on your baby. Is that true? It, we, I mean, it is a way to like empty <laughs> <laughs> empty things out. So yes, when you're pushing, although people push and shit at the same time, like yeah, that yeah. happens all the time. Like we're some people are so paranoid about you know did you know oh I asked God, I asked after every push. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I thought you asked that for every push. No, you. It was yes, same. About. No, no, no. I <laughs> okay. By the way, I haven't revealed this in attribute yet, but mm-hmm. my, I I saw my OB for my post op appointment, and she said mm-hmm. I am now a quote unquote legend on the labor and delivery floor because I literally every push I screamed, "Is my pussy okay?" Yes. <laughs> Every doctor, every nurse, they're all like, hey, you had that crazy lady that was obsessed with her pussy. So everybody just, you don't know. I was in a state, Doc. I was in a state. It's it's a whole nother mental I'm space. telling you. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Mm-hmm. 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 So, okay, castor oil, but proceed yeah. with caution. Yeah, proceed with caution because it can give you diarrhea. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. listen, we'll see. Okay, my next question. Oh, and question. there's also, the mid- there's something called like a midwife's brew that I've heard works. It's a combination of herbs, but I'm not sure what they are, but I've heard some people say that that works too. Okay. Who knows? I just think these babies decide when they want to come out. Pretty much. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Dr. Rankins, you've Uh delivered over 1000 babies. That is so many. It is a lot. Do you have any births that stand out to you out of that 1000? I was like, there has to be something that's happened that makes them less generic from the rest. Um, Okay, so a couple where I, this is, I shouldn't laugh at this because it's actually pretty terrible. Where this guy, I was like, 
bruh, you look real familiar. Like, oh. I feel like I've seen you before. Oh, no. <laughs> he was like, yeah, doc, um... I was here a couple of days ago <gasps> with the with, 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 with my other girl who was having her baby. And I'm like, was it what? was it Nick Cannon? It, gr- <laughs> Listen, he is the most fertile. <laughs> and he has multiple sets of twins. M- 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 like I, I, and I'm like, if I okay. ever go to see the mass singer recorded i'm gonna wear a condom on the outside of my clothes like i gotta be careful you have to you have to because i'm like what is it like is it that good y'all that y'all keep getting on this like is it really is the is it really that right 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 y'all keep everybody keeps getting the piece apparently but anyway yeah no so that was an interesting story so funny yeah yeah and then let me see what else and did she know about the other one do you uh, know no oh wow not to, no not to my knowledge no 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 and then i think you know honestly it doesn't surprise me so much anymore but women there, there are various reactions that mm-hmm. people have like some mm-hmm. people scream some people cuss like nobody's business not that long ago, I had a patient. She had pushed a long time, but had a vaginal birth. And as soon as the baby out, she, baby came out, she looked at the baby. She said, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> because it just was such a long labor. And it was, I know it sounds good, but it was very loving. Like she was very yes. happy. She was just, it was just like, you little shit. You, it took forever for yes. you to get here. So yeah, everybody's reaction can kind of vary. Sometimes it's like nice, calm dim light sometimes it's like you got to get angry and mad and all of that kind of stuff so i remember it was the night before i gave birth and i was in the hospital and i heard a woman giving birth in the room across from me and she was like guttural screaming yeah and i was like terrified yeah it's it i I didn't have the energy to scream yeah i had been pushing for so long and i've been awake for so long but i get it because if you you kind of need to like mount mm-hmm. that energy in a way mm-hmm. 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 so you had be- your ears blown out by like a screaming woman yeah 100 100 i've been cussed out it's all fine like i'm like it's 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 fine it's totally get this normal. baby totally out of me yeah get this baby. yes get this fucking baby out of me but i've never had anybody kick me i've never had anybody like try and attack me okay um, yeah oh i have to uh, <laughs> i did definitely a couple babies come out in the bathroom that's happened oh wow before. stand up and like bloop, baby comes out you just go with the flow wow i really admire your profession so much more than i did before but it, it, I, all doctors all medical people but really you're doing the lord's work oh thank you you're doing thank the you. lord's work thank you i know it can maybe be a little thankless at times it can't I, you know, I can genuinely say that I don't have a lot of people who are like mean or mm-hmm. nasty or, and I would like to think that's because I really do my best to center that person in their experience and make sure we all work around that. That was a process for me. Like I wasn't always when I first started where I should be. And like, I would roll my eyes at birth plans and things like that, just because that was the way I was taught, (laughs) which is so wrong. Now I teach people how to write a birth plan. But now I would like to think that it's because I really try and center folks. So I don't have a lot of knock on wood horror stories of people being evil or that's, I mean, I did have one dad that did kind of get a little 
iffy with me. And I was like, you know what? I may be Dr. Rankins, but I was born Nicole. And if you keep it up, then <laughs> so, Nicole will come out Nicole and you don't want out. Nicole out. That's not who you want. So, <laughs> so, but other than that, it's mostly been pretty like enjoyable and, and I love it. I love that you say that your practice has shifted, mm-hmm. evolved to what other people are now wanting and discussing. And that's something I would love to ask you about. Ways to make a hospital birth feel less hospitally, more intimate, yes. more personal. Yes. And and ways that we can communicate that with our doctor. Yes, 100%. So unfortunately, birth in the U.S. So it used to be really midwives mm-hmm. did it. And then mm-hmm. doctors came in and systematically told a bunch of lies about midwives, called them dirty, all kinds of things to try to get birth in the hospital. And then it became very sterile medicalized when it is, it's a condition like pregnancy is not a medical disease. Mm-hmm. It's a normal part of life. Yes. Problems can occur, but we need to approach it as like a normal thing. So I encourage folks to think about what is it that you want for your experience? You know, do you want low intervention? Do you want like nice dim lights in the room? Do you want music playing? Can you, you can have essential oils if you want. You can limit your cervical exams if you want to know that you have the power and the choice about what happens in your body. Mm -hmm. And everyone should ask you before they do things. And I know that sounds like obvious, but it's not, unfortunately. It's like some doctors are very much like, oh, oh, okay, I'm just here to check your cervix, like, and I'm without asking, break your water without asking. And not that people mean to do so intentionally. It's just kind of the way that we were taught. So definitely do some good childbirth education. Think about the things that you want and talk about it with your doctor ahead of time. So you know that you all are on the same page and that they support what you want and the hospital too. Some hospitals are better than others, more comfortable with low intervention or showers or tubs or birth balls and all of that kind of thing. So tour, really do your best to get that information ahead of time because it's too late if you're figuring it out when you're in labor. Like right. if you're like, oh, I want to be able to move around and then you go in the hospital and they're like, oh no, we strap everybody down. Like you got to stay in the bed. Then you're sort of stuck. A doula can be exceptionally helpful with this and helping you think through and talk through some of these things. So those are some things that I suggest because although we have problems in the way our U.S. healthcare maternity system is, it can be paternalistic. It can take trying to take away women's power over what happens in their own bodies. It can be racist, all of those things. There are places where it is good. And so it's not all bad. You just maybe have to do some work to find those good places. Excellent answer. Mm -hmm. I loved my doula. She was instrumental to me, Yeah, especially beforehand, working everything out. Yep. If, If somebody were to go to their doctor and say, all right, this is what I would like. I'm wondering if I could have this birth plan. And they do roll their eyes. Do you, you say, like peace? You yeah, need yeah. to find somebody else. Yeah. You, your best option is to try and find somebody else. And and you can change up until the very end. It gets harder, but you can change up until the very end. So try and find someone who's more supportive. That's where a doula can help you. Mm-hmm. They can they know some of the doctors in the area and things like that. So I'm um, trying to find somebody else. If you can't, then you really need to be ready to advocate for yourself. And you better have somebody with you who can advocate for you on your behalf, whether that's your partner, a doula, because when you're in the throes of labor, it's hard to kind of 
speak up potentially. So. Right. I, and that's yeah. why I tell everyone listening. I just had a friend who was pregnant over a couple of days ago. I gave her all my maternity clothes and she was like, I don't think I need a doula. I'll be able to do a good job. And I'm like, honey, you don't know the state you're going to be in. Yeah. 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 And if your doula can't do it, then you need to have your partner who can speak up for you if need be. Hopefully you don't need to have to push and things like that, but you have to be prepared. Just Well, just even the just the little, it. the little things like putting the ointment in the baby's eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Now, why do they do that? Is it, if a woman has some kind of. Yeah. So it's, it's to prevent gonorrhea and chlamydia right. of the eye. Right. If you have tested negative for that, then you don't need to have it. Right. But they also, still do it. They still also, it's actually not that effective anymore in preventing gonorrhea or chlamydia, but yet it is still done. Doc, I was in down labor. Okay. And before the baby was there, they were asking me vitamin K shot. And mm-hmm. I believe there was one other medi- uh, shot. And then the drops in the eye, the ointment. Mm-hmm. I said, no ointment. Right. And they go, no ointment. Are you sure? And I said, I don't have yeah. chlamydia. I don't yeah, have like gonorrhea. I'm, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And so they made me sign something that said, you are acknowledging that you are declining the stop, right. which I assume, again, is a me- is a protection in case I sue them mm-hmm. because my baby has gonorrhea of the eyes now. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. sign it. It's crazy. They just, mm-hmm. the, the stuff that is the standard care, you're saying you can say no to. 100%. Yes. yes. I mean, you you just have to, everyone just has to know you have to know the data, know the mm-hmm. evidence on things and make incisions from a form, an informed perspective. Right. Like for instance, the vitamin K shot is yeah. actually, there's good evidence that that is useful and it's better than the oral version of vitamin K. Yeah. I have no idea why human beings are born deficient in vitamin K, but we are. Mm-hmm. And it can, if vitamin K deficiency can cause serious bleeding. So that one, I'm like, yeah, the hepatitis B vaccine that's given at birth. That was I, the other shot that I was, yeah, yeah. We, my, my husband and I, we personally were like, no, because she's not going to be around anybody to get hepatitis B. So right. no, like we, and we believe in vaccines. We just didn't think she needed it right then. And right. I'm not telling people what to do. This is what we're talking decision. about. You mm-hmm. know, before you get there, all of the things they're going to offer you and your baby mm-hmm. and you yes. know. And so again, this is, this is why I want all my pregnant honeys to take a birth education class. So got that to. you know, and you got to, yeah, I did the shot. I did the vitamin K and I do believe I did the hep B as well. Mm-hmm. But, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that for us, we kind of spaced out the vaccines and mm-hmm. this sort of Thing that worked yeah. for us and we had a pediatrician who was like whatever just right <laughs> so they give them um, so many i know i i and and i did i it was always like i can't they, like five shots at a time my like, poor little buddy much. he had four his last that, yeah that's hard that's that that was always like i it, it, it wasn't so much like was i worried for my chat like i couldn't watch it i right. was just like this is well that's why again this also goes into pediatric care as well mm-hmm. make sure sh- you have mm-hmm. to interview pediatricians and yeah if you're pregnant right now listening to this you got to get on that you got to start yeah. calling those pediatricians now yep. and getting yep. getting interviews on the books over yep. zoom because yep. you need to find yep. one that works for your family yeah yeah 
Yeah. So there's lots of things that you need to educate yourself on. Circumcision is another one. I'm not even going, cause that could be controversial. I don't even want to open that can of worms. Yeah. About... You know, what's interesting. So my husband is Jewish. We, mm -hmm. uh, we circumcise our son, uh -huh. but my OB was telling me that it's about half and half now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's getting kind of out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Who knew? Yep. 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 But you, you just need to inform yourself because if you don't, then things will just kind of happen to you. Yes. <laughs> you know, and all um, kinds of things can just yes. happen to you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Before you know it, somebody's saying, oh, you should be induced at 39 weeks. Not again, not that there's anything wrong with being induced at 39 weeks, but you don't have to be. Right. It, it, if your pregnancy is uncomplicated, you don't have to. So it's just really getting educated about things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
tells you works for it, you. It feels like you and I are on the very same page in terms mm-hmm. of our ethos of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend you to be a good doctor. I, girl, I, I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and say I am. Yes. <laughs> a choice. A good choice for somebody like me and all of that. Yeah. I really want to support people in making the best decisions for themselves. I want them to know that I'm giving you information. I'm giving you the real deal. I'm not saying like you need a C-section because I got to go to a kid's birthday party or something. So, you know, I really am like, if I come to you with something, you know that I'm saying something that is in your best interest or in the best interest of your, your baby. And I, I, I like to say, I personally actually start from mom there's a lot of focus on like, yes, I we need to focus on baby, but the first piece is a healthy mom, mm-hmm. including like mental health, feeling like you are part of the process. I think so many women, when they're unhappy with their birth experience and when they feel some trauma, it's often because they weren't involved. They had zero mm-hmm. control over anything. And when you feel that people are happier, even if things didn't go exactly as they anticipated, it's because they were involved. They knew what was going on. It wasn't like things were happening just to them. Right. They were able to be a part of the process. Yeah. Fabulous. And this also leads directly into my next question, uh-huh. which is, I can't imagine your schedule. I, <laughs> the hours are long. And insane. Like you said, maybe you have a a holiday party, you have your child's birthday, and then all of a sudden you get a call. Oh, so-and-so's in labor. Oh, so-and-so's crowning. So-and-so's fully dilated. I mean, how how do you have any semblance of a life with your career? I do because I actually only work in the hospital. So I have something called an OB hospitalist where I do 24 hour shifts in the hospital at a time. I'm not in the office anymore. And I did this just so I could have some bounce. Like today I'm off, but like tomorrow I work 24 hours. I work 24 hours on Friday, 24 hours on Sunday. 24 hours straight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I often am able to get some sleep. Like I typically can get anywhere from two to five hours of sleep um but i'm see, shaking my head i can't but i'm a podcast host for a living this is crazy i know what i'm getting into though but then i know like today i'm off so i like took my daughter to something this morning i took you know i have that flexibility so for me i don't see people in the office when i meet them they're in labor so I very quickly have to establish like, hey, here's who I am. What are the things you want for your birth? How can we best support you? All of those sort of things. So that's how I find balance. But did you Um, used to see patients? Yeah, I did. I used to be in the office. You had no semblance of a life then, right? I, I had, it was very difficult. My husband works from home, so he's able to do like the kids back and forth to school because our girls are older now they're 14 and 12 but he did that sort of stuff but yeah I I was overwhelmed Mm -hmm. like I was I was burning out like I was remember standing at the coffee maker one day and coffee was just like pouring onto the floor and I was just like I can't you're like I don't even have the bandwidth to clean this right now yeah And, and I also had no control like this they would schedule two patients at a time sometimes three and I'm like I I can't I physically can't see two people at the same time. So why do you all keep doing this to, to me? And I, I was never good at cutting people off and stuff. So I would always be behind. Always. You could, if you were having an appointment with me, you knew you could be waiting for 
an hour because I just could, I wanted to give people the attention that I thought they deserved in the moment. And then I would be home doing charts late at night. And so it just wasn't sustainable for me. So this, what I do now works for me until we can fix our broken system where people can practice a bit better. I'm telling you, my OB is young. And that's one of the reasons I chose her is because Mm -hmm. what you mentioned, I'm like, she still isn't tired yet, you know? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe I'd be sitting in the waiting room and I would come in and I'd be like, hi, I'm here to see Dr. B. You know, my appointment's at 1220. And someone would come in and go, hi, I'm here to see Dr. B. My appointment's at 1230. Right. They give her 10 minutes. Yeah. She's seeing me all day. And I'm, this is so important to me. This appointment is so important to me. I'm like, there are 50 other people in there with the same situation. And she's giving all of them her complete devoted attention. How exhausting. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. 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 So for me, I I couldn't do it in a way that felt good for me. Like I just got burnt out. So now I just practice in the hospital and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that's my old OB stopped delivering because she was like, I can't do it anymore. It's just my schedule and I can't, I'm missing my kids growing up. Mm -hmm. So she's the opposite. She just sees patients and doesn't deliver. Okay. Okay. See, we will work well together. See, (laughs) because like she sees them in the office and, and that's how we are. We're at my hospital. We take care of all of the folks patients at night, typically at nights and on the weekends, even during the day to some extent. So we, the hospitalist team kind of takes over for folks in the hospital. And I should say people know this going into it. Like it's not a secret when they show up that all of a sudden, where's my doctor? They know that it's going to be one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How interesting. Yeah. And I also work with midwives, which is delightful. (gasps) Yes. That is Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. I really... I keep saying I'm not going to have another kid, but I might. Let's be honest. You never know. See, let me tell you what happens is after about, I, I, this is just my theory. Yeah. After about a year, you something happens in your head and you're like, you know what? It really wasn't that bad. Right, right, right. And, and then next thing you know, it's like, here comes baby number two. Well, my baby is four and a half months old and mm-hmm. he's sleeping from seven to seven. Oh, so you're living good. Yeah. I'm living good now. But those first three months were the hardest three months of my entire life. And they felt at the time like a year. Isn't that why when you hear people say maternity leave is a vacation, you want to slap the shit out of them? Oh, my God, no. (laughs) And it wasn't long enough either. Yeah, it's like, why why would you say it? Because it's very... Like, you sit up at 2 o'clock in the morning holding this little baby. Like, I don't understand why you won't just... Yeah, Please? it was, it's been rough. It's been real rough. Um, What a journey. It um, is a journey. I'm still, I'm still nursing. So okay. I'm tethered to my child still every three hours. And it, isn't that's that difficult. Like your whole life. Yes. For the time you are breastfeeding. And I don't want to be dramatic, but it really revolves around your breast. Yes. Can I go to dinner? Well, what time do I got to pump? Oh, everything. Yeah. Pump? Even Your going whole, on a meeting. Yeah. Everything is around when, when, what are these doing? What, yes. are, your, what are your breasts doing? Yes. And, and, and I'm not, we don't want to like scare anybody or, but that's just sort of the reality that you have to plan and for. And yet again, we're tough and we deal with mm-hmm. it and we, mm-hmm. and we've, cause that's what we do. We're yeah. tough and yep. 
and we rise to the occasion. Absolutely. And it's a joy. It's hard, but honestly, it's a cliche, but you will blink your eyes and then they will be. I know. Like my little preemie, my little three pound, yeah. seven ounce baby is five, seven huh. and in 10th grade. You know, it just goes by so fast. So. I've been filming on my phone when I nurse sometimes because I'm like, I've had a really emotionally tough time with it. It's actually getting a lot easier now. Okay. This steep in, I'm like, it's quick. He's in, he's out. It's working. Right. It's great. Right. But I was filming him the other day because I'm like, someday I'm going to like miss this. <laughs> I feel like you I already know, am. You know, when you look back at those, I'm glad you're doing that because you will look back at those very fondly and be like, wow, like look, look how far we've come. Yes. Look where things were. Yeah. So that's wonderful. I would love to know some self-care practices, Dr. Rankins, some things that you do that make you, you, that help you get through your 24 hour days of work, <laughs> some of your favorite things to do that yeah. are non-negotiables for you. Sure. So I try to do meditation mm -hmm. three to four times a week. I have, Pel I have a Peloton and mm -hmm. so I have the Peloton app, which has great meditations in it. So I do meditation. I try to move my body in some way. So Who's your Peloton instructor of choice? I like Kirsten Ferguson on the tread. Like I don't have the bike. I have the okay, tread. The tread. I, like okay. the, yeah, I don't know I like about the, that. I okay. only know the, the bike people. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. She's one of the tread people. So I like her on the tread for yoga. I like really, I do a lot of yoga. Mm -hmm. Yoga helps me a lot to kind of like slow things down. And I like the challenge of moving my body in different ways, especially nearing 50. I feel proud of myself for the things that I can do. And I, oh, I journal. I do journal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. I journal. That's another one for me. And, um, I just try to give myself, oh, therapy. Did I say therapy? <laughs> therapy also helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and just give myself some grace. Like I, I'm like, I have little signs that say, control like this one says control that notes to myself this one says control what I can't control so I can you know I can't control the things I can't control this one says let go of unhealthy thought patterns so those are little self-care things that I incorporate into into my day and then just also being comfortable with like saying yes to things and saying no to things mm -hmm. is also important in, in terms of my big picture I'm so honored that you are here with me today because, again, my initial thought was, well, a doctor has so something way better to be doing than talking to me. So, again, oh, you no, said yes I, to me, so I'm no, honored. No, stop. You're so sweet. I, I love, you know, talking to people. and talk. I could talk about birth, like, in my sleep, and it's yeah. something that I'm really passionate about is helping people have the experience that they deserve. Part of that is my own, like, evolution as a doctor. Like I said, like the moment that I really, that it really clicked, I had a patient one time who I asked if, was it okay if I checked her cervix? And she asked me back, do I have a choice? And I was just like, oh my God, yes, yes. you have a choice in what happens in your body. Like that is so important. But you know, what's crazy is that some doctors would probably say, no, you don't. I, and that is wrong. Right. That is wrong. How can we fix this, Doc? Do you have any perspective you were saying earlier? Yeah. So I have a couple. Well, I think change happens fast because the medical system on average studies show, this is embarrassing, but it takes 17 years for practice to change. Wow. So it takes a long time. 
I believe it changes faster when women demand something different. So like you're saying how women are like, hey, I've been doing my education. I've been doing my reading. Here's what I see. And doctors are being forced to change (laughs) because of what women are doing. So I think that is really, really important that that's part of why I provide information to help empower women to make that change. And then the other piece is that we have to change within the system. For me, it was always a little bit like, it was hard for me to speak up in spaces and say, y'all, we ain't doing this right. Like we're, Mm -hmm. we need to stop this. But now the flip side of what I do is like in professional spaces, I speak up and say, Hey, we can't do this. So I think that we also, those of us in the system who know that we need to do better have to speak up. So both things have to happen. That makes perfect sense because if there was, I'm just going to say it, a man doctor, let's just call him a boomer, a boomer doctor. He's not keeping up slowly, but surely all the patients are going to go, well, we don't want to work with you, buddy. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Do do either of your girls show an acumen from the medical profession or any, are they interested? No. Not even yeah. a little bit. <laughs> They're like, no, what you do is gross. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, listen, that's, you just never know what they're going to be. You never know. And I didn't know I was going to be a doctor. Although I think my older one, the way she runs her mouth, she's going to be a lawyer. Like she can't <laughs> not be because that, that girl will argue something to the last. Yes. Like <laughs> That is so funny. So yes. <laughs> Did they start showing these? personality traits very early on because i really think my son is going to be in the music is it is going to be musical they it's amazing how they are when they're little is how they are when they get older it's just like bigger versions that can talk like my younger one was always very stubborn and set in her ways and she is still the same (laughs) Like she didn't talk until she felt like she was ready. Like I knew she was understanding what I was saying, but she just was like, I'm not saying anything because I don't feel like it. Yeah. Okay. And, but you will, you will be amazed. Watch over the years. You will see how they are when they are little is so much of how they are when they get older. Yeah. What about Dr. Rankins? Right when the baby comes out, can you uh-huh. already see a personality of a baby or are they all pretty much the same? They're all, I feel like they're all in the beginning, pretty much the same they're all like what the hell just happened to me (laughs) i like i was just in this nice environment which is why i like i think the room should be like kind of dim and sort of because like it's a lot like think about it there's a reason probably why we don't remember that experience because you're getting those lights they put these giant lights on me spotlights Uh, yeah i don't like the spotlights i use them if i have to in order to like see to Mm -hmm. repair something because but before that i'm like can we not have all the goddamn lights on because it's too much it's too bright but yeah i think they come out and they're like i'm what's going on what's here they really do though immediately like connect with their mom like they know that that is the person who is their person. Yeah. You know, they will settle down when, you know, they just, they try to snuggle towards the breast if they're hungry, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's what my little buddy did. He started, Mm -hmm. he latched, he latched so fast. It was, it was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, I can't keep you much longer because I said I would get you out of here and and you're a busy lady. But my last question is, um, tell us about your monthly membership. Because I feel this could be really helpful for anyone listening who's pregnant. Well, see, Jack, here's the thing. I started a monthly membership and then realized that this is something that I cannot do with my 
current schedule mm-hmm. and life and things. So unfortunately I had to close it. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. No, no, no. But let me tell you, there are other places that people can, and that's, that was a lesson for me because yeah. I had done all this stuff. I had put it out there. It was out for maybe like a couple months. And I was like, this was not the right decision for me. I have yeah. to suck it Pivot. up and t- tell people like, here's your money back or here's, you know, so Again, me being my authentic self, which I think I'm proud of saying like, hey, I made a mistake here. Unfortunately, this is something that I can't do. I have aging parents, all of this kind of things. So anyway, so I don't, but I do have come check me out on my podcast. I have lots of great information there. It's been, I'm so proud of it. It's been downloaded almost a million and a half times, which is crazy to me to think about it. So folks can come check me on my podcast. I also have a childbirth education class as well. Oh, wonderful. So for everybody out there looking, we could go Mm -hmm. to you. Yep, they can. They can. The All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. Talk Mm -hmm. about just putting it out there what it is. There's no question with that title. (laughs) (laughs) So I I have three specific types of episodes. And so I do birth stories. The reason I do birth stories is because that it's so important for women to hear other stories of women giving birth. Like, I just feel Mm -hmm. like you learn from it. It's it's just so, so powerful and impactful. Like the vlogs, they're fine. But I think there's something about when somebody has some time to reflect on their experience Mm -hmm. and then come back to it and talk about it. So I do birth stories. And for me, I have to say selfishly, it's a window that I don't get to see. Like I get to see me as the doctor and the birth experience, but I love hearing it from the other perspective. It's made me a better doctor to understand and hear those stories. So I do birth stories. Which and honestly, your stories run the gamut. You've got all the C-sections, the vaginal, the C-section, at home, you have vaginal, all of it. Everything. Midwives. I, midwives. Yes. Everything. I, I try to, I am intentional about trying to cover all different types of stories. As a matter of fact, today I recorded a story. It's not going to air for a while. If somebody who had postpartum psychosis, which was... <gasps> Yes. I truly felt on the verge of that a few times myself. I mean, it's, it's, so I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like really, so I try to cover everything. And then I, I interview people on the podcast as well. So, and I try to, again, get all different types of people. Like I had someone, a pharmacist recently who does things with hormones. I've had a birth photographer, breastfeeding. I try to get out of the box sort of I've had someone come on who talks about how who this is actually one of the most popular episodes how to have your baby and your dog get along after birth mm-hmm. so all different so I have interviews and I've had I have, issues with that myself okay see yeah and then I have solo episodes where I just talk about topics like I just had an episode on the placenta next week's episode I'm probably gonna do an episode on induction labor induction coming up so that that is the podcast that is my my baby my the heart soul. I just love, love doing it and providing that great information for folks. Well, you're doing the Lord's work because we need more education in this space. We need more accessible, helpful, approachable information. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Reagans, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. And all my listeners who are saying, I want to gobble yes. up that content. Now yes. we have a full podcast for you to go check out. Dr. Nicole Rankins, the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. Check it out, and I will be on there soon. You will indeed. And I'm also on Instagram at Dr. Nicole Rankins, where I do post there and information there, too. There you go. Well, it's been a pleasure to meet you over the computer. Yes. Where are you again? 
I'm in Richmond, Virginia, so okay, I'm on the so, other side of the country. Yes. Yeah. Everybody go see her in Richmond, Virginia. Come, come the check hospital. me out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and check out her show. I'll be on it soon. And you thank will you, indeed. Dr. Rankins, for being here with me. Well, thank you so much, Jack. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yes, let's chat more. I'm going to bother you now all the time. <laughs> I'm here. I'm okay, here. Excellent. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll, you can do a check on me. I'll just get this camera down. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Listen, okay. People do send me like mm. family, friends. Mm. I, people ask me stuff all the time. So. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you go to medical school. It, it does. We all it just does. need, we want to get a free opinion. Well, thank you, Dr. Rankins, and thank you for listening, everybody. You deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Don't forget to cream your neck. Keep your fringe fresh. Dr. Rankins, do you cream your neck? What is that? What does that mean? Does it literally mean just like moisturize yeah. my neck? Yeah, See, yeah. now I feel old. Now I feel like I'm my age. Yeah, girl, because I don't of want course. the face looking good and then the neck looking like. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I keep it all the way. Yeah. I tell everybody your neck is your face. Yeah. Yes. There you go. She creams yes. her neck. I mean, there's not, I, 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 I have nothing to teach you. You can teach me something. I don't know. We didn't talk about skincare. You'll have to come back and I'll have to tell you all about serum if you okay. want. All right. All right. All right. Oh, I love oh, it. Do you ever yeah. use oil on people when you're stretching them? Yeah. Olive oil. Birth? Yeah. Yeah. Olive oil. That's what my olive sister, oil. they use that on my sister. I, mm -hmm. My doctor said she used mineral oil on me. Some people do use mineral oil, yeah. but we just, we just use olive oil. Don't let anybody use soap. Don't mm -hmm. like, cause that can be irritating. And I try to stay away from too much gel. I like, mm -hmm. I, I think olive oil works great. You just go to Trader Joe's and get a bottle of that EVOO and just blah, 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 swear, pour that on. I God, I, we do, we get it. And then the nurses draw it up in syringes and we just have the syringes. Wow. Of it. <laughs> yeah. That's there you go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm hitting stop. What else is there to say? <laughs>